So greetings and welcome to uh, another Seventh Sense live stream and a deeper insight regarding the Humanity 2.0 series that we're now embarking on as part of this new wave of creating this interconnected network, if you like, of like-minded individuals that are interested to learn more about where we are as a species, where we are as individuals, ultimately working towards achieving our potential, and where we are in the larger scope of collective consciousness. And today I'm going to talk um, about what is known as the reverse ones, or the emergence of reverse consciousness, and where it predominantly began, uh, where it stemmed from, how it came into being, if you like. And I'm going to utilize my own personal journey, the, the different phases or the different states of being that I went through in an effort to come to these particular conclusions because these are conclusions drawn from my experiential value as a human living a multi-dimensional linear earth experience here on the planet and being able and available and open to predominantly whatever shows up but it didn't used to be that way i can assure you it definitely was one of the tens of millions of metal coffins inching their way across the freeways of society in an effort to fulfill a particular destiny. And it's not exactly the right word, but let's just say the fulfillment of a particular objective. In order to understand the emergence of the reverse ones, we, we really need to go through what is known of piercing the veil and looking beyond the veil of amnesia. So we need to have a basic grounding about the knowledge about Atlantis and the knowledge about Lemuria and how I began to go through this remembrance, this series of remembering certain aspects of different lives and the experiential value that I had on those lives. So I would say on being on Earth and the so-called different civilizations on Earth, that I realized that a lot of the stuff that we were thinking or led to believe was extraterrestrial is actually Earth in a different frequency, operating a different oscillating frequency band, separated by different densities of expression. And that a lot of the star systems that we associate with are primarily points of initiation for humankind that also represent a specific timeline of what humankind is, is going through. But that we can't actually access the meaning of that timeline or the integrated value of that timeline of consciousness, consciousness unless we understand the initiation and its process. So there's a specific meaning in initiation for this star system. Sirius, as in S-I-R-I-U-A-U-S, the planet for humanity. 
every star in Stargate, every star is a completed cycle and therefore every star is an ascended point of consciousness. Now we have to understand with what that is to kind of understand the civilizations associated with that of being like that or as that before. So before that, it was a kind of a like a wild west to me and I was just sort of picking up different radio signals and just sharing them, which is why I am a, a presenter, a DJ, if you like, a cosmic DJ on magazine.today and magazine radio um, because it was the means by which I was able to disseminate the information to those with eyes to see and ears to hear. Because that's all I really knew in the beginning when I started to study our ancient history. And my psychic development started to go very deeply and more into a study, if you like, of the temple cultures that I was associated with myself. And the schools of spirituality, that was what I was also associated in previous incarnations in Atlantis my role in Mu and Lemuria and different aspects of my life. Now through all of this I began to realize that we don't actually truly understand a lot of the stuff about the earth innovation and origin story like we think we do. And we're attributing a lot of stuff as being extraterrestrial when it's really not. It's basically a different expression of Earth in a different density or dimension or timeline directly associated with Earth from a different density, dimension and or timeline. Now I noticed this pervasive narrative sort of to draw humanity out of its sovereignty by always saying that primarily we were extraterrestrials to begin with and that all high technology came from extraterrestrial beings from another world coming here is inherent in what the beings and their intentions were that came here and saw humanity as sort of children or slaves slave races that kind of had no choice in the way that we were manipulated or the way that the genetic template was manipulated from the get-go. Now today, after all the different experiences, after ultimately being able to travel seamlessly like a wormhole through different densities of expression and meet up with different types of um, interstellar and extra terrestrial and interdimensional and outer dimensional beings in my dreaming, I no longer adhere to that thought process. And that it's all being the truest explanation for extraterrestrials or even humanity's evolution at large. Just because we sink into a descending dark age and lose all the technology, lose all the memories of what Earth was and has been and what humanity purportedly used to be, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 
And I see that when we lost our memory of who we were, part and parcel was the whole kind of exploratory approach we had in trying to understand that lineage. Now I see a lot of these ideas of an ET being from out there as being this kind of weird opportunity to almost remove us of our own dignity, of our own history, of our own nobility, of our own exalted past, or the notion of our free and true self. So now I'm very careful about how I speak about the ETs, the celestial kin that many of us are predominantly reintegrating with. So I like to use an interdimensional ideal because I'd like to train the mind to go into a more interdimensional rather than remove the extraneous energy coming in as saviour conscious, coming in as our parents, coming into the educators trying to teach humanity, which is just as baby humanities were presenting themselves as infants on the planet. And now we have to have this federation or this group of exalted people come in and just teach us all this stuff anew. Now we need to remember who we were and we need to rise into our true birthright, which does not include weird hybridized people from a lower breakaway civilization coming in and saying, hey, we're your real parents, we're this federation, we're this group, and we're here to reveal to all of this powerful technology, including the telepathy, including remote viewing, second sight, etc., etc. No, we are here to remember that we have invented this technology before. Many human beings have been connected to Atlantis and have been creating and or recreating this advanced civilization, and they're designed to kind of remember and create it all over again from a different level of vibration. Now, we cannot have these people coming in and bestowing it upon us because it's basically stolen from us anyway. And then saying, here you are children, you are one of our slaves and now you're no more right, you've, you've graduated the prison consciousness, you've ascended into this higher octave of your own evolution, and now you can have this technology and we're restoring it for you and restoring it for, for you. So I know that we, we have fallen. We are in a fallen state for millennia and we are rising now as we move back into a new ascending golden age. Back to somewhat develop, if you like, what we already know so deeply in our own hearts that we're capable to do. Now, you will contribute your gifts to society, that's a given. And you will always remember who you are. You will channel incredible infrastructure you will channel incredible natural 
gardens and or enclosures that can be built and, and how you can live within that new environment in a more symbiotic relationship with the earth. You will channel amazing ways to use free energy technology. You will channel a better way to integrate the political and the socio-economic system which I personally think are very much fragmented and or remnants of the past. I don't see too much of a, a reconfiguration of that happening in years to come. So in short, you, right, the sovereign you will remember you and it's in you and it's going to come out as a natural course of events. So now we have to be really careful with this idea of an external society coming on and being like, oh, by the way, here's all this amazing technology work of the ETs and the, progen the progenitors that we created you. Because where does that leave us as children? And we're about to graduate. Well, we can't graduate if we think we're children, right? So I wanted to share that with you before I speak about, say, an ascended master like Bashar. There are many, many truth seekers, light workers that have followed the channeling work of Bashar for a really, really, really long time and are now getting to a point where they're starting to kind of scratch their heads and question some of the the wisdom and or shared knowledge because i think that's really relevant in my transition as somebody who i would say specializes in the delivery of some level of cosmic information or knowledge so certain ascended masters for me it's krishna or for you know to a degree you know basha was really important to me and i the I am, if you like, but over time realized this lower breakaway civilization was in existence and I realized its deep connection to the greys or what are known as the greys. And that the greys were basically human beings that had fallen in the whole kind of cosmic evolution of the planet. They merge their conscious minds and they kind of merge their conscious too much with machines. You know, something like Elon Musk said, you know, liken these fourth and fourth industrial type revolution notions. They merge too much with all that. So they began to lose their physicality and the bodies or the spacesuits, the vessels, began to deform over time. Perhaps they colonized Mars and if they colonized different moons or planets and their bodies began to subsequently lose density and they became deformed like the life was sucked out of their vessel. This whole kind of emanating and trying to become 
a facsimile or a a liking to be a god. Lower breakaway civilizations wants to explore the whole kind of god concept because they believe that it is right for them. And if they can dominate you with this notion, then you kind of get to a point where you can see the gradual breaking down of what is considered to be the top-down authority and the norm. It really gets down to the survival of the fittest. Now, they're not in the paradigm of, you know, we rise together, we rise by every individual being kind of like a fire, like kindling in a fire. And the greatest thing about the human being, that human element, is the ability to be able to love each other and be of service, and I mean real service. They see that, the greys see that as a joke. They see that as naivety. And they're not in that level of consciousness. They think that they're in the business of eating people and eating their energy because they're predominantly addicted to it. And so we have to understand that this is the consciousness of the psychopathic level of what consciousness can be and can evolve and develop in a lower astral state. And okay, and so what ends up happening is these greys were so caught up in the travesty of their own misunderstanding of that and they became what are known as devolved humans. That's what I believe they are. And we can say a lot of things about the greys and how they evolved later and that they were able to overcome their transgressions and they were able to overcome and eventually rise and ascend into a higher state of beingness. Sure, we can look at those different timelines. We can explore those timelines and we could all talk about forgiveness. We could talk about the atonement and all those things about, you know, having grace having the greys kind of abduct us and take our DNA and terrify people for the last 50 to, you know, 75 years, we can get to know a lot of information around this. Ashar essentially is a great hybrid. He's a great being. So this particular exalted ruler has the karma of the expression being an abductor in connection with some sort of lower breakaway civilization. That is part of his DNA, but that is part of his story. There's nothing. That's simply what it is. That's what he's incarnate. That's what he's speaking through. Now, he may be coming from some angle of overcoming that karma or overcoming that uh, personal delusion, but that's his story. And personally, I find it very disingenuous 
that the first move would not be one of atonement, meaning that if you are an entity and the biggest imprint on the society that you're talking to, or perhaps for the most recent imprints, um, fulfilling the objective of a massive abduction program where you are taking DNA from unsuspecting humans, perhaps that's where you should be coming from in order to authenticate your intentions on the planet. Now, whether or not they have a social contract to experience that or not is still a conscious choice to choose to exploit people that are not close to the consciousness that they perceive themselves to be at. So that is something that he has or he has participated in. And once again, I find that a little bit disingenuous that this would not be the first thing that he talks about and clears up, similar to Abasha. And this is not present as a major narrative in the Bashar channelizing and the channeling information that in most times some people ask about the specifics to those abductions. The sort of general answer is that humanity gave us permission on a deeper level for the incarnated souls to give their DNA and that we've all agreed to certain levels of pain and trauma torture in our lives to achieve certain ends and experiences. But that's a very, I think, not a very satisfying thing for me personally. I think that there needs to be an acknowledgement of what was done in a very deep way, because I think that he, and that is Bashar, presents himself as more of a teacher to humanity before really explaining what the Zetas are and what the Greys were in a really intense way because it's not okay to abduct people and subject them to traumatic experiences. It's not okay for me to pull up beside a child in a white van and pull them into the van and do experiments on them and take their genetics and then drop them off down the street with their shirt on backwards. It's not okay to kill people. This is something that is inhuman and, and difficult to even balance justifying some form of balancing, reconciling mode. And this has left a very deep scar on humanity. And I personally have a very difficult time reconciling that part of the Shamata. Because if it were me and it were I were on the where did these interdimensional beings speaking to humanity doing the things that they've done, the first thing that I would be teaching was, this actually happened, like, you know, full disclosure, yeah, we did this. And here is why we did this. Here are the groups that we focused on for DNA. And this is why we made a pact with your government to do this so we could be in their airspace. We could kind of move around freely in this particular third density of your expression. It would be full disclosure from me. And if I were an interdimensional being that has done this sort of thing, then it would be paramount 
and like the core focus of this full disclosure. And I would sit there with everybody in the audience until I had answered every question at least once that people had. But I would clear up that incredibly horrible past that is the Greys and the Greys agenda because it occurs to me that if Bashar or any other guru mentality, if you like, is on the other end of things and he or she is the recipient of all this human DNA and he is now reconnected with true emotion and is on the road to regaining more of an organic life form. Because I remember talking a lot about the lower breakaway civilization and falling into a lower density, becoming reversed, having our consciousness reversed against us and shrouding us in a sheath of interdimensional amnesia. Now, to a certain point in time, and having been a part of this so-called culture of abduction and abuse, and now wanting to emerge with humanity in a more transparent and a more fully disclosed manner, like to integrate civilization, their civilization, with our humanity, well, I, I personally don't accept that because I need full disclosure first. I need people to reconcile or ask for some form of reconciliation for all of the madness that they unleashed upon the planet. Now, if I don't get that, there is a danger, if you like, or a risk that this is being communicated through a distorted dialogue, that this is communicating through their linkage or their lineage to merge with humanity without full disclosure, to just kind of merge back in with humanity. And sort of that's the way that this civilization, the society and the way that the so-called Gray's agenda hybridize with our particular species and civilization. And it gets us to kind of rise back up in the so-called ascension pyramid as a reward for all that trauma. Now, I think that maybe that is something that is interesting to a lot of humans and to a lot of people. Maybe they want some form of help with that. Maybe they want to be part of that. Maybe they want to give their genetic information freely, but that's very different than taking it from people and abducting people in the process there needs to be a major conversation where that is addressed. Otherwise, I'm not open to merging with any civilization or any beings unless there is that full disclosure of their connection with our human species instead of just a giant genetic fishbowl experiment. And that's just my stance upon it. And I'm kind of a stickler because sometimes when we're sloppy, if you like, with our filter of discernment and we're too open and we're not really grounded, that's when things can kind of go awry, right? So that is my understanding of the Bashar and the Sasoni type of expressions within the kind of guru ascended culture. 
Now, in summary, I think there is a lot of good information to be had from the Shah and he's opened a lot of people's minds to all manner of possibilities and probabilities. I think that he has offered a lot to humanity and introducing them to a bigger cosmic picture and consciousness. But it is lacking in many ways because the Sephardi civilization and the Zetas are missing a huge point in the so-called development that say other civilizations really didn't write their own organic, natural, evolutionary state to purport and say that civilization is an organic, natural evolution would have a lot more in-depth and more powerful body of initiation because they never really truly left Earth in the first place. And there were, there were definitely these kind of higher beings that did not take that path and have overcome that path and represent a more natural divine flow that have more and more initiatory energy because they're not overcoming something that's predetermined, if that makes sense. So I know that may be a little bit disjointing or disjointed and or disappointing for people to hear, but I'm trying to tell the truth. So this one is very much going to be more of my personal journey of self-authorization where yes my filter of discernment was somewhat compromised I kind of bought into a lot of the cosmic collective consciousness ideas about our so-called ET origins but as I became more tuned in and more aligned to my own higher self and the event streams that my higher self wanted me to experience that changed a lot it really, really, really changed a lot. So if I was to kind of conclude with a, a thought for the day or a thought for the year, it would be something like there are different mechanisms and they all have their place within the conscious evolution of our species on Gaia. But if you look at where we came from in 2020 and where we've arrived on the other side of the Rainbow Bridge in 2021, and if you look at what I think or what I perceive to be the collective consciousness of a society, our society, I really see like everybody kind of literally living in their own bubble which means everybody is living in their own reality, right? And they have their own view of what the so-called is what and what's going on in the world. And of course, in some people's view, the ETs just don't exist and that's ridiculous. And some people are completely, you know, in denial. And then there are those that are completely aware and there's various levels of ideas about humanity and the whole kind of co-creation and coexisting in one place. But people are very much still in a kind of a more 
separated state of being and there's not that much collective consciousness where we're truly aligned as tuning forks to express the highest octave of what it is we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing and the reason why we're here, what's inspiring us to be here. So there's a very fragmented and or splitting of these different worlds. And when and if does it ever or can reconcile? Well, I can tell you that the mechanism of reconciliation is pressure, compression. And that pressure will continue to be applied to the planet and to eventually eat into the individual consciousness of the people more and more. And that pressure is also what we like to refer to at the seventh sense as the cosmic light language and or these more intensified photon and or gamma rays. These higher, implementing these higher cosmic rays bring us into the mirror of the new golden age, right? This is the mechanism that all top-down authority, including the, the political state of affairs, the socio-economic state of affairs, the environmental consciousness state of affairs, the biodiversity that we need to be looking at to kind of embrace is being reflected as a new re-emergence for many as a kind of a rebirth of Christ consciousness. But then you can also say that with these higher, uh, with the implementation of these higher cosmic rays to kind of reinforce certain densities and expressions, that there is a whole lot more language really to be built around it. And that's the mechanism that we as individuals are pressurized. And this pressurization is kind of like a game of musical chairs where you started to say, well, who is the guy or who is the being who has the closest view of the universe? Who has the best idea about what God is? And who understands consciousness because consciousness, when broken down into its a mathematical language is really a science and that our idea of science is really materialist at this point but then again in the same breath spirituality or the way we define it today is also a science and it can be examined as that in the field of different energies and magnetism polarization and other modalities that kind of bring it into a, a more visceral state of existence. It's something we all know and we've known about this in our own art space even hundreds of years ago. Who is the main question that everybody should be asking? What was it and who enforced the idea that we needed to forget where we came from. We needed to forget all that we achieved. We needed to forget that we had this inherent ability to magnetize and or attract 
what it is that we needed in order to live healthy and vital and worthy lives on the planet. So the question and the answer to the question really is who is really caught up in the chaos of the astral realm? The lower density of expression, where the prison consciousness stems from. Because as things pressurize, and they will, and continue to do so, what I believe will happen is that all of the tethers of energy that we now have, or we know, that is every single human being, is somewhat tethered into part of their different chords of the universe, in an effort to kind of feel into or probe into and to find this higher realm that is a pure archetypal realm in a free form and or free fall state. We all have different circuitry that can be tapping in and pulling from those tethers. And then we have the circuitry, right, that's coming off that lower astral plane and various of levels of that as we experience this type of compressive energy. And because things progress, we are forced to reconcile all of these tethers that we have invested our energy into these different forms. And we can now look at those different tethers, if you like, as solidified belief systems or structures. And we can even look at how our idea about things and that we will begin to be more compressed and that in, as individuals that we are able to genuinely truly connect to the higher ideals of our societal influence in an effort to mitigate the chaos more and more. Because like I said at the beginning, this is a stabilizing force to be anchored into these new days on a new earth grounding to your physical body, the physicality of the pure anchor here, to acknowledge ourselves here, and then to have ourselves sprouting up, growing naturally and organically into the higher frequencies of a more resonant and harmonic field of consciousness with the planet. And beyond that, beyond that pure blue flame, of purity, truth, and the core essence of who we are takes us well and truly beyond the chaos. That is our highest stabilization in grounding as time or the time-bound reality continues to progress. Now, if you're in these two areas around and inside this expansiveness of consciousness, then this year, 2021, will be a great awakening and a further grounding for you. So I hope you've managed to get something out of trying to kind of dispel the myth of where our belief structures and the so-called, the fuel that built the fire that kind of crept up in our belly and sparked you know, us to follow a certain path has literally dissolved and disintegrated and that we're really, really left in a much more 
questioning neutral state of, well, hang on a minute, is it really what it's all cracked up to be? And do I really need to kind of sacrifice my sovereign power and my beingness in order to follow like a sheep into what is now considered to be the defined order or the definition of collective consciousness? I don't think so. Thanks for listening. Once again, go in peace. Love yourselves. Integrate all within and share your unique love with the world. Namaste.